Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Um, really fucking hot day we're having. Sweating my ass off. Uh, shit, we're staying inside in the AC today. But uh, really excited for today because we've got, um, uh, she is a, she makes jewelry. She makes uh, charms and other assorted little goodies. Uh, she owns Papyrus and Charms, which is part of the Bronzeville Collective, which mm -hmm. is a space over, uh, it's a neighborhood that's technically in. It's in Bronzeville. That's what it's called? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's in Bronzeville. <laughs> um, but uh, she has a little store over there um, where you can uh, see everything, all the things she makes. So we got Lilo Allen on the show today. Hey, uh, Thank you for being on. Yeah, thank you for having me. How is your day going so far? Oh my god, I just left my chiropractor's office, so it's only gonna go up. Oh, here. good, yeah. Yeah. Was it like, uh, was it therapeutic or is it painful? Oh, both. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's sure. super, sometimes that crack can be <laughs> like, whoa. It can kind of shake you up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I got you. Well, um, it's still pretty early in the day, so we're gonna just drink uh, some nice old-fashioned water. Water, yeah, mm. cause water or coffee is- It's also just really hot, so mm -hmm. I mean, we can never have too much today. Look at this cup, it has booties on yeah, it. We got so butts. Cute. I know, we got we got all these like iridescent butts. Right. It's adorable. I want one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that needs to be my parting gift. Oh yeah, true. One, one of these with the butts on it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Maybe if you walk out with this mug, no one will notice. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, so like, I know I, I've been to the Brattonsville Collector before. Um, mm -hmm. I went and bought uh, incense mm -hmm. at one time, which I still have. Nice. Um, yeah, it makes my room smell very nice and funky. Um, but, uh, so I guess uh, just to start uh, by explaining, like, what exactly your specialty is within the Brattonsville Collective mm -hmm. uh, with Papyrus and Charms. Oh, okay. So, to start, um, Papyrus and Charms is um, one of the anchor brands, and I'm the co-founder of the Bronzeville Collective. Sure. So, there's three of us. Um, we all have different things we do, but we do a lot of the same things. So, with Papyrus and Charms, I like to create culturally conscious, handcrafted, wearable art. So, what does that encompass? Um, jewelry pieces, a lot of them are made with crystals, mm -hmm. um, natural woods, and... Um, have different meanings and then I also have bath and body products which I call body charms Fun. and my bath bombs are really dope and um, also my dad makes jewelry too oh, dope. I got it from him so um, he lives in Jamaica in Mandeville oh. so he'll send things up that he's made um, just like with whatever's on the land so palm tree seeds coconut shells yeah. it's really dope it's super dope um, yeah, I haven't I haven't taken a bath in a long ass time. Like I, everyone is like so like crazy about bath bombs these days. But I maybe I need to get back into baths. Even if you don't take a bath, like sometimes I use the small ones for just a foot soak. Okay. It changed life. Sure. Mm -hmm. I bet it. Uh, <laughs> this is good food for thought. Yeah. Um, what are the uh, so what are the other? Uh, we love shout outs to Mr. Nice Guy. What are the other? Uh, um, parts of Bronzeville Collective. Yeah, so there's four of us. Um, the, my sister and co-founder Tiffany has fly blooms, so she does a lot of handmade clutches mm -hmm. and 
floral hair accessories. Shout out and Tiffany. Shout out Tiff. Yeah. <laughs> then my girl Tamira mm -hmm. has distinctive designs by Tamira. So she's a resident seamstress. She can make whatever shirt, dress, skirt. And then we have Jasmine Barmore of mm -hmm. uh, Be Elegant Designs. Sure. She's our um, in-house artist. And she's a muralist. So wow. right now, a lot of people don't know this. So um, she's doing a giant... Um, portrait or mural of Bill Phillips to be installed on the side oh, wow. of our building. Oh, cool. Yeah. Gosh, that's super dope. Yeah. That's awesome. I remember, yeah, I remember like coming in and it was just like, I remember walking to Bronzewood Collective and like, just it's so like bustling with like character and color and just, mm -hmm. just beauty of like like there's just so much that you can like i just i mean i'm, I'm a, like a big like candle guy so like mm -hmm. there's just so much stuff you can pick up and smell yeah and i love all that shit but yeah. there's also a lot of really cool wearable things and just um it's really it's really an amazing concept uh so i guess that actually i want to ask you more about i guess how you got started with them yeah i know you said your dad makes jewelry mm -hmm. How did you like really begin to find craft uh, of jewelry and that kind of stuff like as an outlet for yourself? Uh, I've been making jewelry since I was a baby, mm. since I was like four. Wow. I used to have this little brown briefcase and yeah. I would take it to my mom's job and sit while she worked and I would just sell like keychains and oh, bracelets to her customers. Um, but I would have I bought a bracelet from four-year-old Lilo. It would have been fire. I totally yep. would have. It had like glittery like turtles and hearts. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I really started to, um, I guess, monetize my skill. My senior year of college at UWM, my mom got really sick and mm -hmm. I needed a way to work from home and take care of her because she was immobile for quite some sure. time. So I'm like, I'm good with jewelry. So I took mm -hmm. the last $500 of my student refund check nice. for UWM, yeah. bought a bunch of supplies and the rest is history. Sure, awesome. So um, yeah, I guess like how, what led to the foundation from that um, to Brownsville Collective? Like, how, yeah, like, where did the idea come from? Like, what is, like, how would you describe the concept of it and everything? Um, so, the woman naming the space was very intentional um, and, and the verbiage that I chose. So, mm -hmm. um, the name is mine. Um, I'm from the North Side. And I know historically, like, Bronzeville was the hub of all things black and culture and arts and um, financial. Uh, just like well-to-do black people. Mm -hmm. This is where they lived um, in the hay in the 60s um, in Milwaukee. And the city's changing and I want to make sure that people of color are represented yeah. in that and take part in that. Mm -hmm. And one way to do that is that we um, are able to amplify our voices and really find the space for us to grow financially mm -hmm. and really thrive. So that's the mission of the Brownsville Collective is to represent black and brown creatives, but mm -hmm. also in a way that they can sustain themselves with the things they sell. Mm -hmm. And um, that is fair and equitable. Yeah. So I actually pitched the Brownsville Collective at um, the first installment of Dolphin Pool. Okay. I don't know if you know what that is. I'm not familiar. So Dolphin Pool was Riverworks' version of Shark Tank. Oh wow. Dolphin Pool. Um, sure. And I got to pitch pitch um, the collective. And I think I came in like third. Um, okay. A vegan restaurant one. And then 
there was some like applause base runner up that I won, but it was like a bike and I was like, y'all are cheating, but yeah. I don't have a bike, so <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> and yeah. it was fine because it was just divine timing. So yeah. after that, that was years ago. Um, the African-American Chamber of Commerce and um, WIBIC and LISC, so these are all community organizations, got together mm -hmm. and did Pop Up Milwaukee. Sure. So we all got 30 days in the space. Basically what that was is it gave entrepreneurs entrepreneurs 30 days in retail space and a stipend of $2,000 to do what they wanted with wow. it. So it was really just like, all right, you got a store now. See if you can stick it. And I was like, well, this is the perfect time to test yeah. the Bronzeville Collective. So while I had my free 30 days in space, I also had um, the wares of 10 other uh, creatives. And it like worked beautifully. Awesome. And um, right after my 30 days, Tiff had her 30 days. And after that, the program would have just left an empty building on Bell Phillips and North. So we were able to leverage that, the success of the space into having it as a permanent space. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, that was Beautiful. a long-winded story, but it was a lot. Like, there was, hey, there it, was steps. It was chronological, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah easy to follow. So, yeah. how would you describe like what happened on the first day, the big grand opening? Uh, so for my pop-up specifically, the papyrus and charms one, it was crazy. I made almost six thousand dollars in one day. Holy shit! Yeah. Good I, for you. Well, thank you. Like, I mean. It wasn't all profit, but it was that was a great day. But that's an amazing first day, yeah. Yeah, and that just goes to show the community was like, oh, this needs to be here. Yeah. Um, and then for the Bronzeville Collective, it kind of just rolled over, so folks didn't know really what was going on. They're like, is this still a pop-up? Mm -hmm. Is it not? But then like TMJ4 randomly showed up at the shop on Black Friday oh, wow, cool. and then after that it was just on and popping. Hell so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's dope. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess like how would you say like the space has like uh, continued to innovate and grow like since it started? Oh my gosh, we have won so many more vendors. We have yeah. like everything. So we have these yeah. amazing candles. We have uh, the crystal bar, the chakra ladder. Um, we have more books. We have a lot of print materials now, which mm -hmm. is great. So Mikey's book is um, in the Shout series. out Mikey. Mikey Cody Apollo. We love you, Mikey. We do. Um, uh, Copyright Magazine has mm -hmm. space there. Yeah. Um, Tiffany has her books. My poetry book is coming out soon. So, it, yeah, it's yeah. great. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, man, that's so many, like, there's just so many facets, like, mm -hmm. to it. Like, I remember, like, God, this was so much to fucking spearhead. But I remember, like, so my roommates and I, like, two years ago, we, we ran a recording studio, mm -hmm. and we wanted to become more involved in the art community. Mm -hmm. We wanted to do, try to bring more of, like, not just be, like, a bedroom recording studio. We wanted to yeah. interact with more different kinds of art forms. So mm -hmm. we would have, um, we curated a couple, like, art showcases at the Jazz Gallery. And um, I would be, I was kind of the one that was in charge of like curating it and finding vendors and just finding people to like showcase your stuff. And mm -hmm. God, there was so much, there was so many, there was a lot of enthusiasm for yeah. it. Like there's definitely the, there's definitely like many people that are ready, willing and able to showcase and sell what they do, which mm -hmm. is fantastic. Like, there's a surplus of that, but mm -hmm. finding like, just making sure like, everyone had like their like 
block of space and making sure everyone had enough space to because there are people that had huge ass fucking paintings or people that just had this tiny little like yeah. thing yeah um but i remember it was like holy fuck my head is spinning so much like this is just like making sure like everyone is like properly um you know accommodated mm -hmm. and like it was it was a lot of work, but it was, it felt, I mean, it felt amazing to like kind of give that platform to artists mm -hmm. and, um, and there, there were artists that, uh, yeah, there's a fucking bug in here. Oh my God. <laughs> I, know. I hate fly buzzing. It's like nails on chocolate yeah. for me. So if I do this, I'm not crazy. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> Things, but it was still like cool to sort of give that immediate, um, uh, opportunity for artists to, to, you know, feel seen and heard and valued for what they do and mm -hmm. it's a super cool that you have a permanent space to do yeah, that all the time that's what i was gonna say like it's one thing to have these um to amplify voices but like it needs to be consistent yeah. and it needs to be in a way that folks can really monetize their gifts because you know people are gonna pay whatever you feel your product is worth mm -hmm. right right and there's so many worthwhile artists that people in the city don't get to hear about and that's yeah. exactly why so right. like um we're really the only shop of its kind in the city yeah. like we're five minutes from downtown mm -hmm. um and we're giving all this space to like black and brown makers yeah, exactly. like you don't yeah. see that you know right yeah and i walked to bronzeville collective from river west actually that day oh damn it was okay. a long ass walk uh -huh. but i mean it was it was worth it though good Partially because I wanted to meet you in person, but I also wanted to check out the shop. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but it's, it's you know, straight down, uh, just following North Ave. Like, yep, Vell Phillips and North Avenue, so 4th and North Avenue. Yeah, yeah, it's sure. Like, so How do you feel like it made, like, a further impact on the city and your community to have, like, the space that uplifts black and brown creatives and artists? Like, how do you feel like you started seeing, you know, that the amplification of that like in the community um just seeing like the faces of the community members that walk into the store um usually their first thing is i don't know this is here we need more stuff like this mm -hmm. right so like the need is there the wants is there um and we also have like field trips where like kiddos from different organizations can come in oh yeah that's so cute yes and yeah. we talk to them about what they love to do what they want to do yeah. and then we show them that these things that you don't think are um like monetizable i feel like that's not a word but we're gonna roll with it um yeah 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 like whatever <laughs> like um just showing them that they can do whatever mm -hmm. it is like you wouldn't think stringing some beads onto a piece of string will pay your bills and here i am doing it you know mm -hmm. um so for the youth to be able to see themselves one in positions of power in um community serving positions is mm -hmm. great um and that's the biggest thing for me and um we've been like slowly but surely getting more like exposure yeah and um Every time we have like a big event or a, the news covers us, uh, we just get this influx of people that are so yeah. happy, and that's the greatest feeling. Oh my god, I saw you on the news, and I had to come here. Exactly All that. Those, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, I definitely know what you're talking about there. <laughs> like, yeah. When it comes to uplifting black and brown creatives, like mm -hmm. I guess, w like specifically like in Milwaukee too, because it's a very 
talked about issue, like where do you see like a lot of adversity when it comes to like, you know, bringing a voice to creatives of, of like from the black and brown communities mm-hmm. and like. I think the biggest thing is that um, instead of viewing each other as collaborators, and this is just people in general in Milwaukee, we view each other as competition. Yeah. Um, our hashtag is like collaboration works. That's yeah. what we're about. Um, I'm not the only person that makes jewelry in the space. Yeah. It takes nothing away from me to give space um, for another person to shine, to make their mm-hmm. money, to do because people are gonna flock to what they want. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So if somebody wants an earring that Tamara made one day, that's fine. You yeah. Know? I'm yeah. not like, and, and I think if more people had that mindset um, instead of a scarcity mindset, because. Honestly, black people run like <laughs> the hair industry, yeah. um, the beauty industry. We spend so much money, so there's not a lack. And when you act with that mindset that there's always going to be something for you, it'll it'll work. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the big thing. Um, finding folks who also want to like buy into the vision. So we don't have a machine behind us. Mm-hmm. This is two black women um that had this dream of putting together this space and then we were able to collaborate with uh two other women and create something this is all of our money um it's black owned the space is black owned we're doing all of this from just like from the ground up really Mm -hmm. so there is some Sometimes, you know, people wait until it's the thing to do to support. And that's okay, because your biggest supporters are never going to be your friends and family. Remember that, y'all. It'll be some random stranger Mm -hmm. that believes in what you're doing. And so that's been, I won't say difficult, but it's been noteworthy. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, like, um, definitely, like, it's everything you said with, like, the scarcity aspect of it. Like, it's akin to how there's always kind of that assumption that like women are in competition with each other in mm-hmm. like any creative industry. It's like mm-hmm. we talk about women that are um, recording artists. Like there's just always that constant pitting them against each other. Yeah, there always has to be that top one. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, and when women are doing anything, which is crazy to me because there's enough space at the table for everybody. Exactly. You know, yeah. when, when men come together and they collaborate and they create these conglomerates, it's like, oh, that's amazing. Right. And then when we tell folks, oh, I work with three other women and this is what we do, it's like, how do y'all do that? Yeah, like, right. Does that do like. Y'all argue and it's like, no. Right, right, right. <laughs> kind of relating to that is how, like, you know, it's always emphasized that, like, oh, like, when, when people talk about, like, artists, for example, like, like, um, like, hip hop artists, like, I see, like, a lot of people that are like, oh, like, it, it always has to be specified that it's a female mm-hmm. artist rather mm-hmm. than just an artist, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, which kind of, it, it, it sort of others in a way because. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Um, I was just reading something about that on Twitter. Like, I would really like for folks to stop adding, like, gender before. Female creative, female, firefighter, female, this, female yeah. police officer. Because it kind of, like, know. insinuates that, like, women aren't meant to be, like, be in that role or yeah. something like that. But, you know, if you're good at something and if you're passionate about it, like, you're then that's it, you know? It yeah. doesn't matter if you're 
male, female, non-binary. Like exactly. it's like, you know, I, I think that it just, it, it's, it puts people in like those categories mm-hmm. and stuff. But like you said, like there is room at the table for all of us. I yeah. mean, this, this table is kind of small, but we most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Damn near. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, like absolutely right. Um, and, uh, I, and that's something that like, as a, especially as a white male, mm-hmm. like a cisgender white male, I mm-hmm. try to like always check myself and make sure it's like when I'm referring to an artist that is a woman, I never like, I, I try like not like kind of unlearning, like putting like the, the female, like mm-hmm. as an adjective. Right. I've been checking myself and doing that. And it also makes me notice a lot more when other people do it. Yeah, yeah. we just need folks to get it. That's all. Yeah. We just want to be taken seriously as, like, entrepreneurs yeah, or artists. All the things, you know? Right, yeah. Um, and I can honestly say, as far as the business side of things go, goes, um, it's been very, like, supportive mm-hmm. from, like, the big movers and shakers in the city, yeah. right? The men that make these decisions. Um, and the women, too. It's been, like, a, a dope reception to be taken mm-hmm. seriously. Yeah. But it could always be better. Yeah, what I hate is um, it's almost like because of the nature of the business, like, oh, that's cute. You have right. this little store and you sell your little jewelry. And it's like, no, I am literally living my dream and yeah. paying my bills and can you say the same that's not something i'm doing right now <laughs> <laughs> no shade to anybody i don't right. mean to be elitist but I'm no but saying, you're you're like, right though yeah. you're absolutely right like it's sort of like assumed that yeah this is something that isn't taken seriously because of the nature of it yeah. but i mean i fucking wash dishes at a part-time job i'm not like making any <laughs> living right now you know, I don't. I obviously don't want to do that for the rest of my life. But baby uh, steps. Yeah, exactly. Uh, piggybacking off of what you said earlier, like, what do you? I guess, like, how do you with your vision uh, for uh, the store? Like, where? What are like some goals you have with it for it to continue improving, continue innovating? Like, what, I guess, like, what do you want to see for it in the future? Um, well, I think the end goal for any entrepreneur should be to make money while you sleep, right? Yeah. Like, I don't want to be there until I'm 82 making bracelets. <laughs> um, I just don't. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I would still buy a bracelet for you at 82. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's the goal, right? To make money while you sleep. So my envision is that I'll be able to employ, underemploy individuals from the Brownsville community to do the work. Um, and whether that be them just selling the product or creating the product mm-hmm. or doing like the workshops that we sometimes have at the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like I have a great team, like I have a great network. I have an amazing graphic designer, um, King Calumet on Facebook. Shout out King Calumet. Yes, I have an amazing f- professional photographer, Madi Gransberry, aka Freakish Nerd. Madi's best. Madi, yeah. He is great. Yes, I have like the best proofreader slash mm-hmm. bio writer. Yeah. Again, that's Mikey. Um, and then I have my business coaches. I have like this great network of people. So I want um, the entrepreneurs that are going to be selling their things in the space to have a network like that or connect them. Like I want to be a connector for people to mm-hmm. always elevate. Like it's one thing to drop your 
your soap that you make off at a space and take your 70% of the cut or whatever, but it's entirely another to scale your business up and to be able to monetize it to the point where you can step away from it. Yeah. And that's my goal is to one, get to that point and then teach others how to get to that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. That Yeah, that, that's awesome. It's sort of like what you were saying earlier with like the youth, mm -hmm. you know, that you, that you have, that you give that like influence and that inspiration yeah. to like this, seeing somebody of your caliber like succeeding doing something that literally started just from the ground up yeah it really i mean it gives them hope to yeah. follow suit like that's that's my goal like to leave the collective better than you were yeah. you know like we want you to come in there we want you to be a vendor in the space and sell whatever it is that you make but we also want you to grow yeah. So if that means eventually leaving and opening up your own shop, I'm going to be there at your grand opening. There you, you know? go. And a lot of folks don't move like that, but we move in love. Yeah. And it's going to be successful regardless. So if that looks like you elevating past the level of being there, and then so be it, you know? Love is dope. It is. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I fuck with love. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so what are, I guess, like... With, when it comes to your personal craft, mm -hmm. what are like your favorite things to make personally? Ooh, I love making button earrings because I am a child and I get to put like cartoon characters on them. Oh, fun. I also love my crystal bracelets. It's fun like making custom stuff for people mm -hmm. and then watching them cry or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the beta bracelets. Yeah. Because I love working with the crystals, so mm -hmm. it was always good. Sure. Um, yeah, how uh, how do you, like, um, go about, like, getting all your supplies to start, you know, making all that kind of stuff and everything? Um, so, it's been a process. I remember when I first started the business, I was selling bracelets for, like, $5. Yeah. And they probably were worth $5 then, but... Mm -hmm. Um, as you get to know your customer, you kind of level up. And sure. men are hard. You know why men are hard? Because they're so fucking simple. I know that's <laughs> yeah. crazy, right? No, you're right. But you're absolutely right. Y'all are simple creatures. Y'all yeah. are everyday. Men will be like, hey, my bracelet broke, but I never take it off. I went wrestling in it. I was swimming in it. I was wrestling a fucking Great Dane in the woods with it. <laughs> and it's like, you didn't think to take the bracelet off. At ever no which, okay which means i need a better quality bracelet so i'm yeah. like oh okay more expensive wood real gold that i source from like turkey and greece wow. and different lapidaries like this is mm -hmm. the stuff i didn't even know i had to know yeah. going in so it's been dope learning that too because not only does that make for like a better quality of product for me it's like a better experience for the customer where they mm -hmm. know they're coming in and they're buying something that's high quality. Yeah. How, I guess, like, uh, speaking of it, like, how do you feel like, um, like when it comes to like male customers, you know, there's going to be men that come in and know what they want and stuff. But like when it comes to men being simple creatures on that note, like how do you kind of like coach them along into finding what they want? I find that a lot of men that come into the space, I'm like, oh, everything in here is like girly colors, mm -hmm. like the decor, right? Yeah. So then they're like, are those men bracelets? And <laughs> it's like, they're unisex, you yeah. know? I can make whatever for whoever. 
Um, and I kind of just know my customers a little better now. So men will always go for Tiger's Eye. They will always go for Hematite. They will always go for gold and um, black. Like those are your standard men supplies that I keep on deck because I know y'all. Yeah, <laughs> we're predictable. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Um, like I've I've experimented with makeup looks a little bit. Like I've mm. let some of my like friends do like some makeup on me. And yeah. It's, it's fuck. It's fun. Yeah. And it it, teach, <laughs> it just teaches you like it teaches me a lot about like how it can look good in just different ways that I've never thought before. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. I, I think it's I think that like you know more men definitely should like you know wear out shit that may that sort of has like that girly image associated with it but yeah. i mean i get told i look good with it so listen if you can do it asap rocky can do it young yeah. thug can do it anybody can do it for real <laughs> yeah. So, um yeah um, that's interesting that you say like my partner is like that so my partner is um he's bi but he's also like six four and he's very like if you look, you're like, oh, that's just like a big masculine guy yeah. that also has a better pedicure than me. Oh, and has totally, like yeah. pink glittery toes, and mm -hmm. I'm just like, baby, gonna get whatever feet come right. with sandals because I can't. Like I'm working. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I had some friends that were like commenting on my picture, and they're like, oh my god, why are you so much prettier than me? I'm like. Took a long time for so me yeah, to get like here. It, it's here now. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So I guess in terms of like 2019, um, like uh, what are some uh, personal goals you have for yourself? Mm, personal goals. The Capricorn in me is like, I would like to make. Okay, you're Cap. I am yeah. too. Oh, word. What's your birthday? January 11th. Oh, mine is January 8th. Oh my. Hell that's yeah. Dope. <laughs> yeah. I don't even I, I'm the, I don't even really like I'm not into astrology. I just know I'm a Capricorn. Mm -hmm. So I let whoever does understand it kinda do whatever. Yeah, with take it. it from there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like such a Capricorn. I'm a Capricorn sun and moon. And normally it's funny because like when folks ask me what my goals are or like how am I doing, I'm like, the business is doing great. And then I'm like, <laughs> no, they asked how you were. Um, but personal goals. I would like to travel out the country again to go visit um, my family. So my sister's British. So I want to go oh, back cool. to London. Yeah, she's like me with a gap in a British accent. Awesome. Yep. Nice. Um, and my dad, again, lives in Manzaville, Jamaica. And I really want to visit my cousins in Sweden, but that's mm, a lot. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised I'm American. Let's, yeah, like, like, I'm a first generation you're American. You're pretty damn... Uh, Global, you got a global ass family. Oh, yeah, like. and yeah. my aunt is um, like the Supreme Court judge of Turks and Caicos. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, it's yeah, Damn, that's super dope. Yeah, <laughs> that's super cool. So, I have a lot of places to visit. Um, Jamaica and London are my top two. I want to go to Mexico, um, really just traveling and writing more while I'm traveling mm -hmm. and um. That's the biggest thing I want to be able to like bring papyrus and charms to other states. Yeah, and that's just like baby steps and some creating Brownsville collectives everywhere. That is so cool. Yeah, that goes that sort of um, that notions to how like the idea that the artist the art is like bigger than the artist, mm -hmm. where like your art can be worn and by people you've never met, mm -hmm. cultures you've never seen or places you've never been it like that shit just gets so um it gets so 
outsourced or, yeah. or it, it can be just such a um so it can make such a like social impact that's beyond what you fathom when you started yeah. it's kind of like when someone like i may not have i may have never met someone could be watching this shit in uh fucking montana mm-hmm. for all i know i don't know who's i don't know who like i don't know who watches this show but like bless them because yeah. it that like that is the hardest goal to it that's sort of like the hardest audience to attain i feel is like the audience that doesn't know you personally. It's like... You think so? For, I find it's the easiest. Well, okay, for maybe for you, like, I guess it might be a little different because, like, well, you have two... You kind of have two audience, two, like, sort of types of audience, I guess, that are, like, pretty much right there. It's the people... It's, like, the people that know you mm-hmm. and support you, and there's the people that like your products and, mm-hmm. like, support your products mm-hmm. and, like, the mission of your business and everything. But then there's people that are like completely like beyond both those that may not have any interest in like little art or bracelets or mm-hmm. may not know you personally but they come across what you're doing and just to like explore it and yeah. they stumble upon something that they find um that they just find uh that, that they take interest in yeah um i think folks will gravitate to whatever is made in love like that's my biggest thing so even if you may not have came like may not have come into the shop looking for a ring but we have an exchange and i'm like oh i made this this is how i made it this is why i made it people like gravitate towards that even if it's just like stumbling across the website you know and they just they find i find that people just gravitate towards it because it's like it's real and it's good and um i think we got a good moral compass happening over there, so. Yeah, it's like real see real kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm gonna shift gears yes. uh, as we uh, briefly touched on about five minutes ago. Um, mm-hmm. So, I have like so this is wide conversation about astrology, and I, I and like people will like ask me like what I am like I'm a Capricorn, but I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about astrology. I don't. I'm no. silently judging you. I I can see that. Um, <laughs> so I don't I don't follow it. I, I like I just never got into it. So I guess like c- considering you are a Capricorn too, I feel like you're you're a, a proper person to ask. What, I guess like how would you uh, personify like a Capricorn? Like, what does that mean? What are we like? What is that? Oh so- my goodness! You're gonna have to give me like the we're astrology 101 so- right now. Without this sounding like trash, because trust me, I'm not a trash person. Um, <laughs> I promise. Capricorns are very transactional people, meaning um, we compartmentalize our relationships, right? So it's like, is this person a benefit to me? In in what way are you an asset or a liability, right? We don't too much kick it with folks that have um, the potential to bring us down in any way, shape, or form. We want somebody that will challenge us mentally without um, being uh, condescending, Mm -hmm. for sure. Undermining us. Yeah, because we hate, one, we hate to be wrong. I love to be in charge. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's just my thing. Oh my God, me too. (laughs) 
I love having creative control. Yeah. It's the greatest fucking thing ever. And I'm like super organized. Yeah. So like my planner is color coded, like different pens oh, yeah. for different events. Sure. Um, what else? It's the transactional part. And sometimes that's where things get the best of us, especially in relationships. Because like, well, bitch, I just took you on a five star dinner. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you acting right? Yeah, like, right, why right. are you still like... You know, um, Capricorns have to learn that it's like time and attention and care. And another bad habit we have is like falling in love with people and planning our entire future together before they even know our name. What the fuck? I literally do that every fucking time. Listen, because we like, we figure it all out. Like, okay. Lilo, I I tell you, (laughs) if I start... This sounds so bad. I gotta I, give you the Astrology 101 kit. Sheep. Listen. Damn near R. Because I swear. Download I w- CoStar. That's okay. an app. Okay. But you need to also go to CafeAstrology.com. Figure okay. out what time you were born. Get your birth chart. And then just prepare to be read for filth. You will learn everything about yourself and how you can do better. Mm-hmm. I'll get back to you on that. I'm, gonna, I'm going to. Yep. Um, it's on record. I have to now. But... but what the fuck? I like literally if I like I'll I get like this infatuation with like a, yes. a new person and yes. I'm like already thinking, you know, them meeting my family. What would yeah. I like what would like if we had kids, what would they look like? What mm-hmm. would our how would that shit line That's so crazy because I think I okay, in the least like weird and least like obsessional sounding way, I do have those mental projections when I become, when I start getting romantically interested in somebody. But you know what? Like a lot of people do, and it's not just caps, but how we execute getting from that A to the B we have in our head is like check marks. Like, oh, okay, they like a 700 credit score. Boom, I got good credit. They like this type of flower. Like it's a checklist (laughs) and then you're like, all right, you should be my husband now. Right, right, and right. It does, life doesn't work like that. Right, yeah. So it's true. It's so, a very Capricornian thing. What does the moon rising mean exactly? So there's like different aspects of your sign. Um, ooh, how, how many houses? There's twelve houses. You got that co-star. Um, houses. So, what is this Harry Potter type yes, shit? House Gryffindor, by the way. <laughs> oh, um, I was actually a Hufflepuff when I took that test. Um, but continue. You're such a Hufflepuff. Um, <laughs> you are but um so your sun sign is that's the aspect of you that people like meet right sure that's the first impression your moon sign is kind of who you are when nobody is around um or just kind of like how you are internally and your rising sign if i could give it a definition would be like the true you Mm -hmm. um and like your your deepest ways of thinking and moving so like my rising is a scorpio so like i'm a capricorn um sun and moon which means i'm like very diligent i work hard da, 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 and i can be um social insofar as it benefits me but i'm actually i like perform extroversion really well yeah. i'd rather be in the house with my dog honestly true yeah that's me Valid. yeah so <laughs> yeah. That, okay well that's another dimension of it i'm interested in seeing yeah um wow i feel like now that like it's actually like I took the time like there's been people that have attempted to explain mm-hmm. astrology, but I feel like coming from a fellow Capricorn, gang, gang. 
this speaks actually volumes to like what I can actually learn about it. So, yeah. okay, it's on record. I know I used to be like so like, oh, fuck astrology, oh, fuck. But I'm gonna actually like look into I'm it I'm gonna now. check in in a week, y'all, and see what he's doing. Yeah, and and uh, if I if I'm if I haven't followed up in that shit, like I'm on, I'm under fire. <laughs> I'm gonna let Lilo like uh, call me out on that shit if if I haven't. Yeah. Um. Bye, Lilo. Uh, Hi. Man, I got a astrology 101 lesson. <laughs> um, wasn't expecting that one, but I'm for it. Mhm. And uh, yeah. So um, Lilo, to close, what keeps you up at night? Ooh, what keeps me up at night? Um, really worrying about everybody else, worrying about if everybody is okay, and also just being uber self-aware about how awkward I was that particular day, and yeah. replaying scenes in my head that I could have said better, because, yeah, I'm a perfectionist. Oh my god, that's... <laughs> like, that is baning my existence. Thinking you could have said something wittier. And then you run it back, like, 20 times, and you're like, fuck, I should have, whatever. Yeah. It's like, you know what, I'm gonna... I'm gonna like make myself say that next time. Yeah. Type shit. Yeah. Yep. What puts you to sleep though? Ooh, good neo soul music or alternative oh, music. Gnarls yeah. mm. Barkley. Mm-hmm. Um, for me lately it's been No Name. I love No Name. She's mm -hmm. so dope. She's the from first Chicago. album. Oh yeah. She's yeah, telephone. She, she is from Chicago. She um, is. Yeah. I love Saba too. Care S for me. Saba's great too. Mm -hmm. Shout out to uh, Chicago representation. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. I have fun. Good. I'm glad. Uh, I had fun as well. Check out Papyrus and Charms, Bronzeville Collective. Yep. Um, and uh, I guess uh, read your star chart. Uh, Cole star. Cole <laughs> yeah, star. Cole star. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tag that shit. Please do. Thank, Bye, you, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.